You're listening to How To 20-Something, the only podcast that helps both men and women navigate their 20s and learn how to adult across all aspects of their lives. We're going to be focusing on career, relationships, finances, fitness, nutrition, and all of the common challenges and obstacles a typical 20-something will face in this post-college life and what to do about it. I'm your host, Just Diamond, and I'm the CEO and founder of Just Diamond Coaching, where I help young professionals get their shit together, gain their confidence, and own their life. No one prepares you for this adulting world, so allow me to help you feel like you are no longer a chicken running around with its head cut off, and that you actually know what the hell is going on and what your next step to take is. Welcome to How To 20-Something. Before I want to dive into today's episode, I do want to give a little public service announcement, and it's that throughout this episode and throughout the next two, I will be announcing my next workshop. It is free, it's on Zoom, and it was once called Love It or Leave It, but after further thought and after I already recorded these episodes and publicly announced that this workshop is coming up on July 31st, I've decided this title is no longer good for me, and I've changed it from love it or leave it, to from doubt to decision. It's still the same concept, it's still the same day and time, but it's a title that is in a little bit more alignment with the message I'm trying to come across and give to all of you. And I think you should really sign up. It'll be on Zoom and with replays, and it's just gonna help you learn how to trust your gut and let your intuition guide you in a choice that you know is right for you, rather than overthinking all of the possible logistics and outcomes behind it. So. It's no longer love it or leave it. It is now from doubt to decision. And I'll let you get back to the show. Welcome back to How To 20 Something. Another week means another episode. And today we are going to talk about creating your community of people in a new city where you don't know anyone besides your coworkers or worse, if you're fully remote and literally have no in-person human contact. This episode is going to discuss the importance of having a sense of community, how you can make friends in your 20s, and the different types of friends that you'll make during this time. And remember, if you have a topic you want me to make an episode about, or if you have a question you want me to answer on the show, or if you have a story that you want to talk to other 20-somethings about, as in be a guest on here, please check the show notes for the links to submit your responses accordingly. They're pretty clearly labeled. But I'm also excited to announce my next workshop called Love It or Leave It, where I'm going to help you make a decision that is logical and in alignment with your heart. After all, Align is the fourth pillar in my Own Your Life system, and Love It or Leave It will help you decide if you should stay and change a situation to make you love it, or if it's time for you to leave it. And this can be in regards to anything from relationships to locations to careers and everything in between. This workshop will take place for an hour on Zoom on Monday, July 31st at 8 p.m. Eastern. It is completely free, and you can claim your spot right now by clicking the link in the show notes or going to justdiamondcoaching.com forward slash decision making. Now, back to this podcast. This episode goes to all of my fellow 20-somethings who just moved to a new city for a new job or all of your friends slowly moved away and now you feel like you're starting from scratch. Either way, you are fresh to the friend scene for whatever reason and no one knows who you are or what your story is and you also don't really know how to go about making friends and building up your new community. 
And while this may feel like a very lonely time for you, I want to make sure that you know you're not alone in this experience. This is a very normal feeling as not everyone moves to a new city with their best friend and has someone to go do things with and meet other people with. Or not everyone stays friends with the people they do make for forever. I remember my first job out of college put me in a city where I didn't know anyone and my in-person job was in a small satellite office so my only coworker was a 65-year-old man named Nick who worked part-time. Clearly, it was a less than ideal situation for meeting people. So I'm going to share what I did to make friends during that period of my life and coach you as to how you can apply some tactics to your life. And I want to begin with stating that there is nothing wrong with going on Bumble BFF or in a Facebook group for your city and making friends that way. But there is a more organic way to meet people that I'm going to share with you. And for those of you who don't know this about me, I am very introverted, so if I can do it, I believe you can too. After all, humans are social creatures. We need regular, meaningful interactions with people, otherwise we can slip into a depressive state and potentially get stuck in our sorrows and loneliness. And I want to help decrease the likelihood of that happening, so I'm going to help you gain your courage and put on your adulting pants and make friends. Whenever I think about making friends, my brain goes to the high school musical scene where Gabriella tells Troy that meeting him was just like in kindergarten, where you immediately start playing with someone and you didn't have to be anyone but yourself, and after 10 minutes, you're best friends. It seemed so easy as a kid. But in reality, it's because you were seeing the same people at the same time every day, whether it was in sports or in the classroom, so you had limited option as to who you were going to talk to. I remember the first friend I made in kindergarten. Her name was Rebecca, and she came in late one day, so she caught my attention, and when she joined everyone else on the red carpet, I went up to her and simply asked if she wanted to be friends. She said yes, and we were little besties for the next three years. And similar patterns occurred with each new school year where I had different and new people consistently showing up in my life all the way through high school, which it also expanded into clubs and sports. College made things a little more challenging as you were no longer surrounded by the same faces all the time and were in these massive lecture halls where you probably sat next to a new person every time unless you had your unassigned assigned seats. So the main way to make friends in college was to join a club or a sport or Greek life where you were once again put in a smaller container, making it easier to see people on a regular basis and become friends with them. Then you enter the adult world and your small container is your job. And while there's nothing wrong with having your coworkers as your friends, you probably don't want to party with them on a Saturday night and then see them Monday morning and relive your anxiety all over again. Which means you need to force yourself into other containers to meet people that you could potentially develop friendships with. For starters, I think the easiest way to make friends with people around you or around your age is to live in an area that supports that demographic, even if it means having a bitch of a commute to work. That first job that I had out of school with old man Nick was a 30-mile commute from where I chose to live because it was out in Celebration, Florida, which, if you don't know Florida geography, it's about an exit past Disney in the middle of nowhere, and the only people that live over there are families, old people, or Disney adult and Disney employees. There's nothing wrong with Disney adults. It's just not my interest, meaning there would be a weird disconnect with something someone is so passionate about. So, I decided to live in downtown Orlando and drive 30 miles to and from work every day on I-4, 
so my free time on the weekends would be surrounded by people in their 20s. My second job had more coworkers and was closer to where I lived, but I was seven years younger than the next person closest to my age for the first year that I worked there. Then they hired a girl who was a year older than me. But basically, I had to learn how to make friends on my own, and that's what I'm going to share with you how to do. So a lot of people don't know different things you can access to be put in large but contained groups of people around your age also looking to make friends, and I want to preface this by saying each city is different, so the things I mentioned might not be the same experience everywhere, but hopefully it gets your brain juices flowing for what you can find in your own city. You just have to do some of your own digging to get there. But I'm going to share the resources I used in Orlando and now what I use in Charlotte, which is where I moved to a little over a year ago, only this move was by choice and to a friend that I made in college. So let's go back in time to my first adult job in a city where I didn't know anyone. Once I felt a little more in routine with my new adulting schedule with balancing my health, my long ass commute, and full-time job, I used Meetup, which is a website and an app for connecting people with common interests. And I searched for young professional networking groups in my area. I found Young Professionals of Orlando and then went to the happy hour events that were posted. Because that's the real kicker. You have to actually go to things and talk to people there. Yes, it's scary. Yes, it's uncomfortable. Yes, it could even be slightly embarrassing to show up alone. But you have to just rip off the band-aid and go do it. So take a deep breath, keep your chin up, and find a person to talk to who is probably also by themselves and looking for a friend. Trust me, it's not as bad as you're imagining it to be. And that's a common concept with anything in life. Be like Nike. Just do it. And if it didn't go so well, then you can apply the concepts from episode one and take it as a learning experience. Grow from it and see what you need to change to have a better experience next time. But Meetup is a great place to start and search for the things that interest you or the people you want to be around. I remember going to my first Meetup happy hour event and I walked right into the bar and ordered a drink where I was standing next to a group of 20-somethings and one of them was contributing to the conversation where my bold self, I was just channeling some extrovert at the time, chimed in and made a sarcastic comment to whatever he said. And just like that, I was brought into the circle of people and I met my first adult friend, Kevin. We exchanged numbers and then he invited me to something else and I went. Because remember, you have to keep going to things. You have to be consistent with the people you meet in order for them to get to know you better and vice versa and decide if you want to be friends. Kevin ended up introducing me to many other people in Orlando, so I really only had to do the work of meeting this one person and got lucky that he was well-known and well-connected in this city. And a few months into living in Orlando, I decided to try another way to make friends, and that was joining kickball through the city. This is a low athletic way to meet people on your team and places you in that lovely, consistent container that meets every week, which is what we just determined to be the best way to make friends. And you don't have to pick kickball or any sport if you're extremely unathletic, but you can find something similar like art classes or book clubs or walking groups or anything that really joins and meets regularly. This is where the big message of today's episode is going to come from, and that is go to events in your areas or participate in activities that are of interest to you. Then you'll immediately have something in common with all the other people who are also showing up. But you have to be regularly showing up. Block that day and time on your schedule so you can go as often as you're able to. 
The people I met during kickball ended up being amazing people who supported me through my career transition and ended up being so valuable to my life. And I know they're listening to this podcast as they continue to show their support for me and my business even after I moved away. And our kickball season didn't even get to finish because COVID happened halfway through. Yet, I still develop meaningful relationships in such a short time because I went to as many kickball games as my schedule allotted. COVID definitely put a halt to making more friends, and once the world started opening back up, my life switched into being consumed by growing my business, having a job, and personal training on the side. So my social life was my temporary sacrifice, and I was okay with that as I knew I had an in-person job with great people, and my weekends were designated times to rest and prepare for the upcoming week. Once I moved to Charlotte, I'll admit I took the easy way out by joining a friend with an already established friend group, and it's why I chose to move to the city. He looked like he was having a great time, and I wanted to have a great time too, but I was also determined to make friends outside of his, so I didn't feel like I was fully leeching onto his group of people. And I met my first friend through Facebook, because like I said at the beginning of this episode, there is nothing wrong with using Facebook or Bumble BFF to find some friends. And I also looked at ways to get involved with my community. I started up as a trainer at F45 a month into me moving. I went to a walking group that met every Sunday called Charlotte Girls Who Walk. I volunteered with the trash pickup. Uh, it was with hundreds of people. And we, that was once a month, I believe. And the friend that I met on Facebook invited me to a free outdoor boot camp that she went to. And now she's actually in charge of. And I said yes to going. And yes, I actually went and continued to go for several months. And that is Charlotte Fit Fam, which if you live in Charlotte, it meets every Thursday at 6 p.m. at Hot Fly. So just bring a mat or a towel and some water. But are you starting to see a pattern here? I'm repeatedly going to the same things with the same people because that is how you make friends. Fast forward to a year later, I am a member of Charlotte Young's professional group, a personal trainer at two different gyms, I met people at the pool of my apartment, I still go to Charlotte Girls Who Walk when my schedule allows, and I even had two speaking events with them, and I follow several different Charlotte social Instagrams so I can see what events they are doing and where I can meet even more people. Yes, my friend from college introduced me to amazing people, four of which have moved into my close circle of trust, but my friend making didn't end there. My introverted self has found ways to meet new people one person at a time, and I continued to stick around so I got to know them better and they got to know me better too. And it's important to add that when you get invited somewhere by someone new, aka a potential friend, say yes and actually commit to that yes. I don't care if your extroverted self agreed and then when the time came, your introverted self showed up, you need to persevere through and go anyways. You do not want to become the person who is unreliable to their word. You should always work to give a firm yes and a flaky no. So when you're invited to do something, say yes. Unless it's something you absolutely 100% do not want to do, then in that case, say no thank you, but offer up a different plan for a different day. Do not say no and then leave it at that thinking they'll invite you somewhere else the next time because no one likes rejection and you saying no without offering up an alternative plan is a form of rejection. Even if you aren't rejecting them as a person, just the plans they invited you to, 
it will still be received in that manner and could dissuade them from inviting you to something else in the future. So to recap, how to make friends after college, find events or activities or groups that you're interested in and fits your demographic and consistently go to these things and talk to people. Now, as you go on this friend making journey, you'll come to realize that people are going to rotate through your life depending on what phase of adulthood you're in. As Brian Chalker said, and I was reminded of it by my colleague Sherry not too long ago, people come into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And it's interesting to see where each of these people land as time progresses. Some will show up to guide you to something new or give you a realization about your life or situation. Some will stick around for a bit longer. I refer to this as season or phase in your life that is brought by growth and fun times, but for one reason or another, the friendship comes to an end. And finally, some will be there no matter what. And these are your friends until the end. Even if you're on opposite sides of the country, like I'm on the East Coast and two of my lifetime friends live on the West Coast. You may even think that you've made a lifetime friend, but somewhere down the road you realize that they were meant to be in your life for various seasons and not for forever. And actually, a few months ago, I had a friend come into my life for a reason, and he brought an important reminder to my attention, which shortly after was really important for me to acknowledge, and that is to not get stuck in your circle. Yes, build your community and circle of trust, but don't let that limit you from trying new experiences and meeting new people. Just like Barney would say, Make new friends, but keep the old. Some are silver, the other is gold. And I, I'm sorry for my singing, but I was reminded of the message I'm relaying to you back in March when I met some new people at the gym. They invited me to dance salsa and bachata with them as they're part of a dance company, and I quickly said no, as that is so far out of my comfort zone. The universe, however, had other plans because a day after I said no, I got a text from one of my clients with a video of her salsa dancing where she said, I just took a salsa class and it was so much fun. So I told her the wild coincidence that just happened and she actually encouraged me to give it a try. So the next time I saw these guys at the gym, which was literally the following week, I inquired about it and I went. The best thing is that this reminded me to not be afraid to try new things that make you wildly uncomfortable, in a good way, and when I get uncomfortable, I laugh, uncontrollably. So I told Angel, which was one of the guys from the gym who was teaching me bachata, to be prepared for some uncontrollable laughter, and he didn't understand my laughing until it started. But going to this dance class and then out dancing with a group of them that weekend was sending me the message that I've been stuck where I'm comfortable And to not forget that there are other people and experiences I'm sheltering myself off to as a result. My friends didn't miss the fact that I disappeared for the night and went dancing. In fact, when I saw them the next day, one of them was like, Man, we went to the same bars and had the same Saturday night out, as always, and you did something new and cool. And shortly after this experience, I came to find out that my so-called circle of friends was not my circle at all. I was simply part of someone else's circle, but Angel unintentionally reminded me to be open to different communities and experiences so I could go off and build my actual circle. Again, by going to things that I enjoy or wouldn't kill me, being open to new people, and saying yes when I was invited somewhere by someone unless I had a prior commitment. I see in Facebook groups all the time that people moved here however many months ago and still haven't found a friend. 
Yet they haven't even tried going to things they are interested in and talking to people while they're there. Sometimes, actually probably most of the time, you're the one that needs to take the initiative and extend an invite to someone new that has the potential of becoming a friend. And it might take them several invites to say yes to you if they haven't listened to this podcast episode. So remember that and be patient. Every no is leading you towards your yes. And besides, you should want to have different friends for different activities that you enjoy rather than putting all of your eggs into one basket. Like I have friends for rock climbing or going to brunch, doing something active, having a game night, going to the bars, going to the gym, and everything in between. Your ability to make friends is in your hands, and it does take some work, persistency, and consistency to develop. But get involved in your area. Go to things that you enjoy in person and talk to people. One of my clients once told me that she asked funny questions to see if she wants to be friends with a person, and they were things like, how do you eat an Oreo, or how do you eat string cheese? And if the person answered weirdly, or if they made her feel insecure for even asking these kinds of questions, then she knew right away, this isn't a friend for her. So go out there and ask people your versions of these questions, or something simple like how long they've lived in whatever city that you live in, to get the conversation going. But you're probably going to have to take charge and get the conversation started. And if you guys hit it off, ask for their number. Not in a date kind of way. This is like a sales tactic. If the person walks away with your info, then it's on them to remember to text you. But if you have theirs, then you are in control of getting in contact with them. So yes, even my fellow introverts, you can do this. Find one person who is by themselves and ask them a question. Get the ball rolling, and before you know it, you'll have many friends that have the potential to move into your circle of trust. And if you need help building up your confidence, I'm always here. Part of what I do as a life and nutrition coach is help you get your shit together, gain your confidence, and own your life. Together, we can build you up to the things that make you uncomfortable in a good way and find your community of people. And if you want to take me up on a conversation about potentially working together, you can always book a road to success call with me where the link will be in the show notes. It's free and you'll gain some insight on things you want to improve on about yourself and what might be holding you back from you feeling like you're living your best life. But that's all I have for getting you started on making friends in your 20s. If you like what you heard, please share this episode with others. Rate it five stars, leave a comment, hit subscribe, do something. And don't forget to check the show notes for all the links you may need, like signing up for Love It or Leave It. And I can't wait to be in your headphones again next week with a brand new episode.